Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you on your path of self-awareness and wellness and to draw a roadmap together that can help you align mind and heart. Today's topic is suffering when one is in love. I'm going to share with you my story about this. For more information about what I do or about me, you can visit my website on GeorginaHudson.net or my Instagram account, Georgina Hudson G. My name, my surname, and letter G. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, people? How are you today? I knew that last week's post was going to have an impact on many of you, but I didn't imagine it was going to make an impact on so many. I'm so happy. Thank you for all your messages. And you have asked me to tell you about my story. So here I am. Today, I'd like to share with you uh, a a relationship that I had that was exciting, but also harmful, addictive, and stressful. It had its positive side, yes it did, but the good peaks were very high and the bad ones were very low too. It was literally like living on an emotional roller coaster. And unlike last week that we talked about a healthy relationship where doubts can naturally arise, in this particular relationship, the one I'm going to tell you about, I lived orbiting my ex. He overshadowed me for a while and then I got tired and the one who began to move around me was he. I've chosen one of my most painful life experiences in the spirit that it will serve you. You might be going through something similar or you might be putting yourself last on your list. Maybe you are in a relationship where the other person doesn't love you back or doesn't love you in the way you deserve or maybe you have stopped loving yourself in the way you used to do. I hope this helps you get to know, understand, value, care for and love yourself more. Hmm? So let me tell you, the beginning of my relationship with Joseph, not his real name, was highlighted by adrenaline. Nothing was ordinary. Everything was different, adventures and lots of fun. I didn't know if I loved him. I remember being hesitant, but he told me that he adored me. And when I say adored, um, I'm highlighting that because that was literally what he said to me. I liked to be put on a pedestal because in fact I was raised to believe that true love had to be that way, that the man who loved you had to put you, you know, high there. It's a terrible message though because being up there in the sky disconnects you from others and not to mention that if you are so high up, falls are going to be more painful. So that was the beginning of one of the mistakes in that relationship. Joseph's devotion didn't make me feel like one of those Disney princesses. No, not at all. I felt like a rock star. And here I'm laughing because there was a dose of healthy madness in the relationship. And then suddenly thinking about going out with Joseph was an essential part of my life. It was as essential to me as the air that I breathed. 
He cheered me on, he listened to me, and he calmed me down because he worshipped me, like I told you before. So little by little, I stayed by his side. I was fascinated by a lifestyle that I wouldn't have dared to live in my wildest dreams. And what started out as an absolute need for those dates or travels and total lack of routine ended up being feeling addicted to Joseph himself. What a shame. If I was with Joseph, I felt at peace. If I wasn't with Joseph, I lost my mojo. So little by little, I began to adore him too. I was obsessed with being by his side and he was too. If I perceived any sign of danger, like seeing he seemed in another world, for example, I started to feel in a state of alarm. I started to feel very stressed, something I don't recommend you. I was so anxious, my goodness. And if he saw I was distant, he fell apart. So then I had to go there and I had to lift him and, you know, cheer him up. So everything turned out to be so twisted that although time was showing me some faces of Joseph that hurt me, I forgave him completely, as long as I didn't lose our extravagant, carefree and reckless bond. And in the end, that filled me with butterflies in my stomach. And you know you can have butterflies in your stomach for good or bad reasons. These are for bad reasons, but I had them. Uh, Joseph had a sweet, loving, and understanding side. That side made me fall in love with him, and I felt content with that part. But he had another side that could go from the most insecure and needy, horrible, to the most arrogant and obnoxious terrible. That side made me furious. It didn't even make me sad. It infuriated me. Joseph was unpredictable. He was obsessed with me, but he discarded me when the object of his obsession changed to one of his many and varied projects. My goodness, he had so many. I never resented him for being selfish and self-centered. I justified him by saying that he was childlike. So if you're justifying your couple for something that he's doing to you or she's doing to you, please, that might be a yellow flag. Everything one resists persists, as Dr. Jung said, right? I resisted the insecurity I felt by his side. I felt insecure and thus that insecurity became bigger and bigger day after day. I had no certainty whatsoever in that relationship. I couldn't start any project with him, for example. I'm not a person who needs reassurance. I'm not a person who needs a lot of, you know, schedules and pre-programmed or pre-made plans. No, not at all. I'm a very risky person, but this was a very unhealthy extreme of unpredictability. I went from being a confident and courageous woman to a dependent and hesitant one. Terrible. I offered all my power to Joseph and I was at his mercy. And mind you, he was also at mine because everything was upside down there. But I'm telling you my story because it's the only way I can do justice to my truth. I'm inviting you to see through my story whether you are in a relationship where you put all the good, the bad and the ugly under the rug or the carpet 
in order to keep things as they are. Please have a look at that too. Mine wasn't emotional dependency. In any case, we both needed each other sickly. Uh, we both needed each other desperately. The difference between Joseph and me is that I was confident I wanted to be with him and I wanted to start having plans together. But he, on the other hand, lost contact with reality from time to time and was haunted by ideas that were the cause of, of our separation if I didn't support him. For Joseph, starting a family was unthinkable. He only thought about himself and about what stimulated him. And he wanted me to share everything with, he, with him. Sorry. And he didn't want to know anything about planning for the future. And that was killing me. So, let me pause here. Does this ring a bell? Does it have any similarities with any of your experiences or that of someone you love and you know? What can you see in all of this? And what would you say to my 20-something self? Let me tell you, I thank the universe for the last straw in that relationship. As I told you, Joseph's emotional swings drove me crazy. I did empathize at first. I was silent for a while after that. And I resisted only to explode and threaten him to throw in the towel later. I never did, because Joseph always had a charming way of winning me back. But one day, the rope that kept us together broke down. I must confess that I waited for him to come after me, to call me or write to me, as he had always done, but he didn't. And he didn't until many months later. He did, but many, many months later. And it was too late. He gave me too much time to work on myself and to be able to choose me. Our separation was complete. At first, I felt like I wasn't going to be able to breathe. Really, I felt I was choking. Nothing motivated me other than thinking about him and whether I had made a mistake. My thoughts repeated on my mind like a broken record. Luckily, I was in the hands of a loving therapist who tried to guide me emotionally. I wasn't very receptive. I wasn't very open. It was very hard for me to listen to her, but I persisted and over time I understood. And also, do you know what else helped me heal quickly? Getting my relationship with my body back. And I know this is going to be like cliche. You're going to say, oh, yes, how simple. But it isn't so simple when you are lovesick and where, when you are, you know, totally out of alignment. You need your body. You need to work on your body first. You need to be on your body's side. So I began to take care of my diet and my sleeping hours. I love sleeping. I love sleeping in. I love sleeping tons of hours. So I started to give myself permission to do so. I had a relaxing massage twice a week and I walked in nature for long, long hours for my mind to, you know, empty from any noise. 
and declutter. I fed my mind too, talking about my mind. I read novels, philosophy and psychology with devotion. And I listened to music from distant places, especially music made by women. Uh, I remember listening to uh, female music or women's music uh, from very distant places in the world and that suited my soul. Somehow I felt connected to other female uh, souls and hearts and it, it helped. It really helped me a lot. I remember spending hours reading and writing my reflections in bars. I went to, to the movies and I remember wondering about in shopping malls, you know. I did all of that on my own. I discovered, in fact, how much it nourished me to have spaces for myself and only for myself. And this certainly did help me emotionally and spiritually. I learned that we spent a lifetime looking for the exit door when the walls that surround us are made of cardboard. And yes, I dared to kick them. And yes, I dared to live spontaneously, to respect my tastes, to take drama lessons, to set healthy boundaries and to accept that sad days weren't pathological in any way, but simply a part of my human experience and my vital moment at that time. I began to love myself. I stopped longing for what was outside me and I created spaces for personal fulfillment on my own. I didn't wait for any man out there to come and create those spaces for me. In short, I understood that the way out is always in and that's where I could find everything that made me happy. Let me make it clear here, I'm under permanent construction, I am in no way perfect, but I no longer let myself be run over by any other person, not in a love relationship, not in any relationship. <laughs> I hope this post has helped you. If you know someone who needs help in their relationship, forward this blog or podcast to them and invite them to subscribe. You don't have to do it alone, your friend doesn't have to do it alone. You can invest in yourself and look for help the way I did. It's a lifesaver. So go do it. And you can call me if you need help. I can help you too. It's my mission to help you and everybody, you know, to help build bridges that bring us closer to one another because we feel so lonely, especially these days, you know. We become more civilized between inverted commas and more lonely every day. And also, as a client of mine told me, your recommendation also makes the ones who make this podcast and blog more visible. So if you want to recommend us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please go ahead. It will help us a lot. And also tell your friends and, you know, oh, word of mouth advertising is the best. So your recommendation means a lot to us. Thank you for that, really. And a big hug. I'm, you know, wrapping you up with my arms. Till next week. <laughs>